0: Welcome to Reality T Times Two, podcast where we're going to discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing 90 Day OG. But before we do, we're going to do a little hot goss-ish, as well as all the memes already for 90 Day OG have already been uploaded to the social media, all of them. Well, except for TikTok. Um, And I gave up on threads. But they're already there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, But we do have a little tidbits from the 90 Day um, official Twitter account. So we're going to do those after the hot goss. And then we will head into the episode. So. So I guess my gal has made it to Georgia. He's now landed in, where's she at? Hazel? Hazelhurst? Whatever. That is where he is currently at. Now, it's hard to tell if this is legitimately what is happening. But when I see you sitting in an airport with a bunch of white people, I'm going to assume you're potentially not in Nigeria anymore. So there has been were rumors are circling that he is in the States. You know what? I mean, I want him completely away from this woman because she is an abusive bitch. However, the work this man has put in to getting into the States, he deserves this. So I give it mm, two, three years of this nonsense before he dips and finds a younger woman. And then she's going to end up on the single life. Fuck's sakes. But that's what I predict is going to happen. But I do have the picture, which I'm sure a lot of us have already seen. But in case you haven't or you want to see it again, it is going to be on the socials. So The next piece of hot goss... That I have is a post, I think, on Instagram or something. That Karini from Karini and Paul. Yeah. Um, She, as we kind of know, her and Paul are not together. But he is, has, maybe still is, I don't know, potentially having sex with her family members who are male. Gone with your bad self, I guess. But anyways... They are not together. We've heard the rumors about the kids not being in either of their custodies. And we've heard about him faking his death. and John Walters being a part of that. And not John Walters, John Walters, whatever the hell that guy's name is. Um, not John Walters. I'm thinking John Walters, whatever the hell his name is. I don't care. That guy who's disgusting and knows everybody in the 90 day OG universe. Um, he, um, We've heard of all of that, but apparently Creini has now taken just a teeny tiny step forward and posted the profile picture as well as including the, um, the wall picture too on Facebook. And the guy's name is Michael Rome Scocolola, Scocolola? I think he might be Italian, who knows, Um, and she captioned this picture saying, quote, this is my real fiance. And yes, I am pregnant with his baby. God help us all. And she says, go bleep yourself. But she means go fuck yourself, (laughs) Paul. This is a real man and he will kill you, Jesus, if you Again bleeped, but fuck with me anymore. She's brave because of the nonsense we've heard Paul has done in previous relationships. Lord, I will never have I would never never. <laughs> so it's just more complication happening over there with Mr. Paul and Miss Carini. Um they're they're both they're both mess messes, honestly. But anyways. That's it for the hot goss. That picture again with what she says, I will post it as well so you can see it. You can see the sky. Yeah. But anyways, let's go to the little tidbits from the 90 day official site. So they say Clayton revealed that Annalise set up a timer before they had sex because she tends to joke about the duration of Clayton's intimacy. Clayton claims the timer read either three minutes or 30 minutes. Sir, wouldn't you fucking know? So it was three minutes then. You lasted for three minutes, not 30. Don't be out here trying to make it seem like you can go 30 minutes. No, you can't. Does that man look like he can go 30 minutes? No. Anyways. Whatever, dude. Next thing they had to say. Jasmine claims the most romantic thing Gino did for her before this particular dinner was dance sexy in a new pair of underwear, which she bought for him. Okay. I mean, sure. Next. And we'll talk about this. Manuel claimed the noise coming from inside the bathroom. Was from a video he was watching on his phone while Ashley used the toilet, sir. What kind of video were you fucking watching then? If that's the case, because it's pretty fucking clear, y'all fucked. It's not even just the moaning and the panting; we could hear your ass slapping her ass, or your dick slapping her ass, whatever. Like you know what I mean, sir, sir. You can't watch Pornhub in the bathroom in the of a restaurant. Jesus. Anyways. The next thing and the last thing that was posted to the 90 day official Twitter account was Sophie said it felt like Rob ranted for nearly 20 minutes while she collected her belongings. We checked back to confirm. So they checked the footage and she was right. Rob ranted for a total of 25 minutes and six seconds straight. The fucking (laughs) that that was good. That was, that was good. That was good. Match art production was good. Because you not only set the 25 minutes, you had to add the six seconds. That's fucking great. Anyways, that seems like the perfect segue into the episode. So 90 Day OG Season 10, Episode 13, To Love and to Cherish. And let's talk about Robin and Sophie first. They're not a lot here, obviously, because when we saw them in the beginning and that was it. Y'all, he's still ranting, as we know, because he still has about 23 minutes left to go. Um, <laughs> Claire says, I have tried to like him, but he is Rob the Knob and always will be. Yeah, I'm with Claire. And... um She's like, let's go to lunch. My legs are shaking. This is what Claire is saying. I don't want to kick him in the face. (laughs) That would be fucking funny if she did. But obviously that would not be good. And then Sophie's reply to this is, okay, let's not bring angry Claire. Who's angry Claire? What's she like? Could we see her? Cause I really want to see her. I want to know who, what Angry Claire is. Cause you know, Claire is going to kick that man's ass from there to wherever the fuck state he lives in. Before wherever state he was born, I can't remember state he said. That's clear across the states. That's 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 where she's. That's what she's going to do. <laughs> she's gonna. All I can picture when she said Angry Claire. Was, um, the Hulk in Avengers when he's just throwing Loki around. Puny God. (laughs) That's all I could think of. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyways. So, um... Sophie says, you know, he says he says that he's nice to my mom, but he's not, because like here's an example of how he isn't. She does say that her mom was being respectful. Now no, she wasn't being respectful. Because I think any person can agree here that if you're coming into somebody's home and talking shit about everything that you see in that person's home is gonna set them off. That's just the reality of things. It's going to set them off. And he's fully prepared that she's going to come in and shit on everything. What I think he wasn't prepared for was Sophie basically siding with her mom and shitting on him. I'll get to that. and I think we did talk about that in the last episode where I said like, You knew what you're getting into. You spent time with him in California before you moved through the K1 visa. You knew what his apartment looked like. You knew what you would be living in, and you still did. So, you know, that's on you in that moment. Um, so I have to give him that, but what I, where he loses me was when he's saying all this shit about you don't get it because you got money and money saves everything, yes, money saves financial situations, um you always have that to fall back on, sure, I get that, but uh, you lose me because it's like you're just making accusations for no fucking reason, anyways, um she says she tried to come in nice and he is the problem. He's part of the problem, but he's not the only problem here. You the le- you can't you can't stop Claire from saying what she's going to say. And I think again as a mother, if you see your child is living in a way that you don't necessarily approve of, you're going to say shit. And she's entitled to say shit. Let's not forget. So if he's what 23. Let's not forget that. She's a baby pretty, pretty much living in a situation that is not ideal for anybody. There's not even a fucking toilet in the fucking place. You have to go outside into the fucking courtyard where you're hearing someone play with guns in the backyard, according to Rob. So it's just like, it's, it's not great. So she's going to say what she's going to say. But Sophie, him being her fiance, doesn't. Say shit. She's expecting this respect from him in this moment of not referring to her and her mom as they because I'm his fiance. But he was also expecting you to be his team member when her mom is going to come in and shit on this. And you didn't do that. So they're both in the wrong. Is Rob the biggest douche in the group? Absolutely. He's a fucking turd. Get out Get out of here. But Sophie wasn't doing great either. So he's still ranting as they're packing. They don't understand. Um, he's saying that they don't understand being alone, figuring your shit out on your own. They have no clue, he keeps saying, and I'm like, okay, again, you're making assumptions about somebody's life that you have no fucking clue about. You're making yourself look like an ass. So um, you know, still ranting, still going, saying it's disrespectful, you know, the, the usual. He's referring to them, like I said, as they. And Claire's like, he's referring to us as they. Yeah, because he's grouping the two of you together because you've teamed up against him, basically. That's what he's thinking. Um He says, Of course I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied with my living conditions. And I'm says, Sir, so get a fucking job. No, you live in fucking California, particularly Los Angeles, because you're trying to create this. You're basically an Natalie in male form. Except Just like Natalie, it's not fucking working. The last thing, you're doing modeling shoots and fucking random ass movies or some shit that's going nowhere that no one's heard of and the only reason we've heard of it is because you're on this fucking show. But now you being on this fucking show shows your ass because you're a fucking ass and no one likes you. So this is not going to work out for you, sir. Get a real fucking job. Do something. Go get a certification in something. Do some trade work or something. And fucking provide for not only yourself, but for your future fucking life. And get a fucking bathroom in the same fucking vicinity of which you sleep in. Not one that you have to go through the fucking courtyard and hope someone isn't playing with guns in their backyard, according to you. This fucking guy. (laughs) Seriously, um, so Claire, when she comes out, um, okay, sorry, before that, because I skipped ahead a little bit, Sophie thinks that he's jealous of her upbringing. Absolutely, he is. This is why he's with her because he the money for him, and he's not getting that because she doesn't rely on her family for money. Um. Again, he's still ranting. And she comes outside and she's like, we can hear you. We can hear everything you're fucking saying. You douche. Um, And she says, just like him, is disrespectful. So we got disrespectful twice between these two. Claire apologizes for raising her voice, which I didn't think she really raised her voice until he did. If she even did. I can't even remember if she did. But I remember he did. (laughs) Um, But she says, but she doesn't apologize for what she has said. And she shouldn't have to. Why should she? She sees her daughters with a man who can't really seem to fucking provide for her. I wouldn't apologize for that either. So, and again, I'm not saying a man should have to provide for you. But in this situation where she can't work... Until they get married, until they do the change of status, until you have to wait for all that shit. And I'm not sure how much U.S. immigration is still backlogged because of of the pandemic. She has to fucking wait to work. So in this situation, yeah, you need to provide for her and you're not. So Sophie decides that she's going to be staying the night with her mom at the hotel. And he's like, cool and Rob says that she doesn't care, you know, blah, blah, blah this, this is ranting, but, um, that's basically it for Rob and Sophie, like I said, it wasn't much with them this episode, so let's move on to Ashley and Manuel's a little more here, and guys, buckle the fuck up, because I'm gonna rant, here we go, so they're still fighting, obviously, And Ashley says that, you know, his family has got to come later. They got to wait. They got to wait. Because they have a wedding to plan for. They got to wait. So his kids have to wait to get food in their stomach because you have a wedding to plan for? Anyways, she goes back out. And she says, let's go take you, hot friend, to the airport. And Manuel, you come with me. Where else is he fucking going? Where else is he going? Where else is he going? <laughs> Anyways. um, So she's like, you came here with a backpack. And I'm like, why did he come with us with a backpack? But again, it felt kind of just gross how she said it. She's like, I bought you clothes and this and that. And I'm just like, so why didn't he come with his clothes? Here's the thing, too. He says that he has five pairs of everything and that's all he needs. I wonder if she thought like he didn't have enough clothes or didn't come with all of his clothes. So she took it upon herself to buy more things for him. Then that ma'am is on you. If you took it upon yourself to buy him new clothes and he didn't ask for it, that's on you. That's on him. Fuck that shit. Moving on. I am not asking you to like lick my ass, just some acknowledgement. And I'm like, of all things you had to say, usually it's kiss my ass, which can be, you know, kiss my ass. Or like, I'm not asking to kiss my ass. You know what I mean? There's many ways you can say kiss my ass. I've never heard lick my ass. That's a new one. That's a new one. Mm. She just wants some acknowledgement, though. She's not asking for him to lick her ass. I feel like she wanted him to lick her ass and he said no. And that's just the one thing that popped into her mind. Anyways. Um, so this poor friend, this hot friend, he's just monkey in the fucking middle at this point. Cause he's like in the middle of their fight, they're fighting and yelling at each other. And he's like, okay guys, let's, let's calm down. Manuel Apologize to her. And it's just like, my fucking God. Well, you're, he's acting as a therapist you could have just gone to the fucking therapist. He's doing the same thing. Nonsense. These fucking people. Anyways. Um, apparently, and then and Manuel said, like, stop acting crazy. And I said, sir, when has ever called calling a woman crazy work? Because if my man called me crazy, I'd be like, you want to see crazy then? Because I can show you crazy. This isn't it don't fucking call me crazy. Don't call me I'm crazy. Don't tell me to calm down. Don't tell me to relax. None of those things. What the fuck? Anyways. Um, so the friend tells him, you know, go apologize to her. And he does kind of weirdly because I felt kind of condescending initially or like he wasn't taking it serious, but I think he was. And he's just like, Meow. amor. And I'm just like, Jesus the hell anyway so after he kind of does the me and he's like what do i gotta do to make this better this is where i'm gonna tell you guys to buckle up because here we go she says all right let's do this let's go do this i'm gonna go do what what are we gonna go do and we see them walking back to the fucking restaurant where a friend is just out there being like, what the fuck? And you all going back to the restaurant. I'm like, "Why are you going back to the restaurant for? Did you forget something? Did you need food? I was going, oh, she needed food. That's true. She needed food. Damn. She was hungry. She was real thirsty. And they go into the bathroom. And then all you hear is her say, okay. And then that is the only words that were used for a little bit. And all you hear is like panting, moaning, sorry for what I'm about to do. But then you hear like the, you're hearing that, like the clapping. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And then they come back out and they come come back out. And she has this big fucking smile plastered on her face. And you're like, well, okay. And and, and you have Manuel, before they even open the door, being like, you go first. I'm like, sir, we all saw you go together in the bathroom. We heard you go. The camera crew followed you to the bathroom. You're on television. But you go out first. You have a camera crew following you. Everyone and their grandma saw you going into the bathroom together, okay? And now it's on fucking television. So you know the fucking establishment is probably going to watch the fucking show because they allow TLC to film, okay? And then they're going to realize that y'all fucked in the fucking bathroom, and they're going to just burn the whole place down. Like, I'm glad. Well, you go first. Fuck. Anyways. She has this huge smile plastered on her fucking face. And she's trying to act like, oh, my God. Like, hey, where's, 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 what was his name? can't remember his name. Where's her friend? And I like, oh, there you are. Okay, let's go to the airport. With this huge smile on her face. Like, she just had the best, she probably did, sex of her fucking life. And she just has this big fucking smile plastered on her face. And I'm like, okay. Now, listen. This that's where the branding comes. In. Now, friend says this was awkward. Duh. Because you couldn't, like, my mom said, y'all couldn't wait. Y'all couldn't wait to go back to the house. No, because they had to drop a friend off at the airport. So, y'all kind of pulled over after and just fuck in this fucking, in the car. We've all done it. Anyways. So, <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's, here's what I'm going to say. I got two things. Number one. It's really great that you guys have a really healthy sex life. Go on with yourself and go fuck in that bathroom. Who gives a shit? Sometimes, we all know, sometimes when the itch is just hard to reach, right? You just need that itch to be scratched. Sometimes you need help with that. I get it. But the part that makes it gross here in this moment is, number one, you're angry with each other. and. You're trying to balance the shit out with sex. And been there, done that, it gets you nowhere. It doesn't help with your communication. Because you're riding the fucking high of just having sex. Hopefully just having an orgasm as well. And you're not going to talk. Because you're not going to listen. I literally said to my boyfriend one day, We have things we need to talk about. We need, we need to plan shit out. Like, nothing bad, but he didn't know that. I think he thought it was. And he's like, No, I don't want to have the conversation. Let me just live in what we just did a few minutes ago. And it's like, Okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. But we still need to talk. Like, it's not bad. Like, what the fuck? But you know, That's just a great example to kind of show like once you have great sex, you don't want to talk about the bad shit or the heavy shit or any of those things. You want to revel in the, the glow of the sex. So you're not going to talk. This is the fucking problem with you two. You don't talk. You just fuck. And there's that. So it's just, for me, it's just like, Really great. On the one hand, you guys have great sex. Great, perfect. That's how it should be. You should always want to just fuck and not get enough of each other. It's great. But on the other hand, it's like, but you. It's great to have that, but you also have to have the communication, and you don't fucking have that. This is never gonna work. Now, I think spoiler alert: they are married. They are together. He's still here, but I guess three, five max years. Cause unless they can get the communication in order, that's what I say. If they can get the communication in order, it's possible that this could work, but I don't think it's going to work. That's just me. But anyways, we are going to go take friend to the airport. So that's kind of that. So the next scene after taking friend to the airport, She's like, okay, we're going to change the energy because the tomfoolery that happened at the um, at the restaurant can't happen again. So your solution to dealing with the quote unquote tomfoolery is to do a ritual of some sort. Anyways, she's lighting a candle as she's saying this, and he's like, "Who we mourning?" She's like, "What?" She's like, "Who died?" And she's like, no one. And he's like, so what's with all the candles? <laughs> oh, never change, my mom. Never change. Seriously. So she gives him this fucking rock. And he's, she's like, keep that close. And he starts to put it in his pocket. He's like, can I do this? And she's like, no, 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 no. It needs to be near your heart, your heart chakra. He's like, go there. And he's just holding it near his heart and he's just like, okay. So she's like doing this shit and she's like, okay, so this, this rock helps with the crown chakra, which is where we need to be at. Earlier today, we were at our root chakra would we we can do some improvement on that. And I'm like, oh, Okay. Anyways, she's done the fucking ritual, and she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go out now. Okay, bye." So she's waving, and as she she's gonna go change and get ready and to go, he looks over at Rico and he's like, "Rico needs the cleansing too." And Rico's like, "Oh," because because he was like chilled and everything, and he looks back at him and he's like, "What are you talking about? I don't need no fucking cleansing. Fuck you about cleansing. I'm good." Anyway, so then we are going to a dance studio her sister Sienna is a dance teacher she's been dancing or teaching i think for 7 years she said so it's her Alicia and Sienna so they're going to be doing this so uh Sienna says that she's choreographing this dance for um for Ashley and Manuel because she's like i'm broke and i don't got money for for a wedding gift <laughs> So they're doing the dance and the the theme of the dance is sexy. Cause Ashley says that he likes sexy dances. She's like, you know, sometimes I'll do a sexy dance for him. And he's like, Oh, you like that? You like that? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And I'm thinking, cause he's about to fuck you after that's, that's why that's the end goal. He's going to fuck you anyways. You know what I mean? But I don't think he necessarily means take that. And then put it into a dance form, like for the whole fucking party to see. But, anyways, so that's what she's gonna do. And, um, so they're doing this dancing, we're having some African dancing up in there. Yeah. So they're doing all that's great. And then she's like, hey, I'm tired. Uh, I'm good now. So she's like, You know, I wasn't even gonna come today. I wasn't even gonna come. And, the uh, uh, Alicia, sorry, she's like, why? Why? Are we gonna, we've been practicing. What's going on? And she's like, oh, you know some of the stuff already. i told you some of the things, but it's just like, it's too much. And uh, Alicia's like, does something more recent happen? Like what's going on? And she's like, yeah, like some shit went down at the restaurant when she says the name of the restaurant. And uh, Alicia's like, girl, that's a family establishment. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, oh fuck. She's like, like, what happened? And she's like, you know, we're fighting about the fact that he said, like, I don't support him. She's like, what does he mean? I don't support. Of course I support him. And she's, you know, same shit she said last time. And she's like, of course I support him and all this. And she's like, So then what happened after that? She's like, well, um, let's see what happened. Well, the fucking story she gave the producer, she should have went with that, but no, she didn't because I forgot to mention that the producers we're asking like, so you guys went back into the restaurant. Like what happened? What'd you have to do? And she's like, well, um, I had to go, uh, I had to go use the bathroom and, uh, I want a company. Aha, uh-huh. aha. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Sure. But anyways, she says the truth here to her friends and, or to her friend and her sister. And she's like, yeah, we had intercourse in the bathroom. And she's like, huh? Again, family establishment that y'all going and getting real nasty at. And she's like, they only have like one bathroom. And she's like, no, there's two. So you're trying to tell me some. A child who's like, I don't know, seven or eight, is going to come in there with his mom, potentially, and have to go use the bathroom. And then they're going to hear you fuckers fucking in the bathroom. Okay. Sounds right. So, just like, yeah, we had intercourse. And they kind of both say, sister and uh, and a friend, kind of both say, like, listen all you guys do is fucking fight fucking fight that's literally all you do and uh, i think it was sienna sienna says that she will call me and complain about their arguments and the next sales but i'll call them and be like you know it's all good and then it's fine it's all it's great it's perfect because all they do is fuck but yeah she's like you know he's the best thing that's happened to me you know he he's I think she's so compassionate or passionate or something than any other relationship that she's ever had. He's driven and all this nonsense, and she's like, "That's why I'm probably going to marry him." Of course, you are. We already know this. Um, but she, yeah, she's just like, you know, the good outweighs the bad, and I'm just like, Does that the case for him? But anyways. That's um basically it for Ashley and Manuel, but it's just these these two I mean they're great TV. That's for sure. That's definitely for sure. But I'm just over them (laughs) because I'm just like, can y'all can y'all sit down beside each other clothed, not preferably not her sit on him, not clothed, and just have a conversation. And then after you have the conversation, then you can sit on him unclothed, and go to town. You know, that's all I'm asking for. That's what I do. If we have an argument, we we duke it out, and we deal with the argument. We deal with the, the situation at hand, and then the sex is bomb. That's that's that's, that's all I'm asking. And you guys will live happily ever after, whatever. So that's it. Let's move on to Nikki and Justin Igor. So let's just zoom past this shit because again, I really hate talking about these two because it's fucking fake. And I'm sorry, when does the 90-day aspect come into this? Because this is a B90 storyline. We're on episode what episode are we on? 12? 13? I can't remember what I said in the beginning. But I'm just like, where's your guys applied to the wrong show? Anyway, she broke a nail and she's going to go get it fixed because I'm a Jersey girl and Jersey girls don't have broken nails when you have an engagement to go to or whatever the fuck. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, she's not, she's not wrong. We all wash her, she's not wrong. Um... So, most of those people were actually not from Jersey. Anyways. Um, so, she um, goes to this girl. She makes sure she can speak English and all of this nonsense. And then she sits down and she starts telling her fucking life to this nail tech. And she's like, I am engaged. And oh, let me show you a picture of my fiance. And she shows a picture of, the, of, of Justin Igor. And I just like, she an not for this. She just wants to, she just wants to make her change and go on with her life. The fuck? Cause it gets worse guys. It gets worse. So this, um, she starts telling her about the issues that they're having. She's like, yeah, like we have so many issues. Like we don't have sex. We used to have sex like all the time before that like, we were together the first time, like three or four times a week. And then now like, or I think she said three, four times. For all we know, she goes say three or four times a day. Cause like, I mean, Ashley and Well, it's what they do. But anyways, she's like three or four times a week and we'd have sex like all the time. And now it's like once a week. If that. And I'm thinking, once a week is healthy. <laughs> right? No, I'm kidding. But um, you know, yeah. And uh yeah, so she's just like we and I'm saying, okay, again, girl. This girl just wants to make her change and go on with her life. She does not want to be scarred by the fact that you don't fuck enough. Like, I just, I just, yeah. So, um, and as she starts, as she's kind of saying everything to this girl, this accent starts to appear. And I'm like, what? Is happening. And I'm like. Speaking with. Uh, what I think. Is a Moldovan accent. I think what she's trying to fucking achieve. Anyways. Isn't going to make this woman. Understand you more. She's literally going to when you leave. Go to her co and say this bitch. <laughs> Telling me her life story. And what I think. Is a Moldovan accent. Like She's not the caveman. That's what she sounded like. She sounded like, she sounded like a Neanderthal. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, she's talking, this is accent. And she tells her, like, is this how Moldovan men are? Like, do they not fuck? No, ma'am, all men fuck. All men fuck. Doesn't matter where the fuck you're from. You could be from America, Canada, Africa, any other countries in Africa. Okay? African men fuck. whole African men fuck. <laughs> Which makes it really weird that Kobe didn't want to fuck Emily Moore. Because I'm over here being like, what's not what I know. Wait, what is happening? But anyways. And I'm just like, they all fuck, ma'am. That is not the issue. Because he's fucking too. Just not fucking you. <laughs> and I'm not trying to laugh... I laugh because this isn't a real, but I'm not trying to, because that's a real thing I'm sure people will definitely go through when you're in. But look at like, for example, every wife that Cody had, except for Robin, all of them in a loveless, sexless relationship, it happens. But it's just like, ma'am, you're trying to be like, figure out if all Mandovin men are like him. And I'm like, are you kidding? We have another Moldovan man in the 90-day universe who fucks, okay? He's a fucking. <laughs> like, it's just, it, no. Anyways. So, yeah. That's kind of that. The nail text basically says to her, good luck. Maybe ditch the Moldovan boy and go for an American boy. And she's like, oh, American boys are much better. And almost like, they might fuck you. So that's better. Anyways, next scene. Um, so they're going to be going on a strange boat ride, he says. It's a swan, for fuck's sake. It is a swan boat. They have these everywhere. Anyways. um, So as she's fucking Christ, as she's going into the boat, for which she's struggling, because she's wearing heels on a dock that isn't very feasible with fucking heels and she's getting into the boat, crawling on all fours, and her ass, (laughs) oh boy, she literally takes her ass, you know, like when you're about to, for all my women's out there, or men, who have sex with other men, if you're doing a particular position, like back shots or something, or doggy, whatever you want to call it, you put your ass up just a little bit. So, then he randomly asks, like, what else can you do with your legs? And she's like, I can choke someone out. <laughs> it's weird. Um, But, he basically, oh no, sorry. So, he's like, oh, strong legs and big butt. And she's like, were well, you looking at my butt? And he's like, of course I wasn't. <laughs> Never have I ever heard a man, when he has the opportunity, to stare at one's butt actually not stare at their butt anyways um so then he uses this moment as like a metaphor basically kind of saying like you know this boat ride it's kind of like our relationship you know sometimes it can be a rough patch or some shit and then you just have to like get through it or whatever the fuck anyways he uses that moment And we are a team, he says. And with respect to the engagement celebration, like, is it going to happen or whatever? He's like, well, you know, like, we keep fighting, but then we always need to come back to each other. Basically saying, yes, we're going to do a celebration. And he's like, I understand that you need more intimacy from me. But that's why I offered the whole threesome idea. Now I agree with what she says initially where she's like, in order to have the threesome, if you want that, we need to fix the intimacy between us first. Including a third is not going to make that better. And he's like, but that's why I, I said the threesome, you know? And she's like, okay, but if I were to do it, if you get yours, I want another guy. He flat out says no, which again I think any woman can probably agree. Most men would say no to this because their little puny little you know egos are going to be screwed. So yeah, she he says no to to that idea, and she says okay. So then you can have a threesome with two girls, but I can't with you guys. And he's like, but see, here's the thing. Let me state the fucking obvious. If there's two women, I'm fucking them. If there's two men, he's fucking you. Thank you, Einstein. I wouldn't have figured it out without you. But she's like, so you're perfectly fine with me having to see you fuck another girl. Like you're okay with that. He's like, yes. Ha 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 ha! Starts laughing at her, and she's like, "Why are you laughing at me? Like that's not okay. Like why are you laughing at me? Because he broke character." So she's like, "Why are you laughing?" And saying like, "You can't admit when you're when you're wrong, but I have to blah 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 just to keep the fucking peace and all this." And she's actually really handling this pretty well. She's not she's not raising her voice. At one point, she did kind of raise her voice, but she brought it down. She's everything she's saying is true. She is actually being very calm in this moment, but he's just, again, the Lego boy is a little just, this is like, listen, I can't deal with this right now. I don't want to deal with this dress. And he gets up and he walks away. He's like, okay, go ahead. Have your little mantram or some shit. And I was like, wow. But these two, these two, fake, that's why I don't like talking about them. But anyways, that is it for Nikki and Justin Igor. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will finish up with our other three couples. Have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called PodMatch where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, I want to I guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality. And you can sign up and do exactly that. And you can find us and you can guest on our podcast. So again, that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com. That's J-O-I-N-P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H dot com forward slash reality R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A and you can be a guest on our podcast. Have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast. Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for editing of our episodes it is amazing it is easy. you're also able to get help from chat, doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just God for me. Also with the Ludo, You can create clips. You can do your ads, as thus like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly, just by clicks of buttons. You can also use AluDo to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find our show notes just down there at the bottom at the show notes, and you can get access to your back software. So let's hop in with Clayton and Emily. So we pretty much just start right where we left off him, like talking to her through this bathroom door, which my first thought of this was like, can't you give her a minute? Like respect her boundaries, respect her space right now. Let her come to you. But anyways, um, yeah, he just doesn't understand. Um, and he says, if you, if I don't understand, explain to me, which is a fair thing to say. She shouldn't just be saying, I'm not telling my dad and end the conversation. No, you need to explain that to him because your reason doesn't make sense to anybody. So um, she does eventually open the door um, because she says to him, I want him, I want you to stop talking. <laughs> she is not gonna talk, she doesn't want to talk anymore. I think at this point they're sitting down on the couch on the couch now and she doesn't want to talk. Which again is kind of childish. She just kind of puts her her face in her hand and just stares down and it's like this kind of a childish response to the situation. I understand you are over having the conversation, but you need to understand from his perspective, this isn't resolved. So she says you are not going to understand me. And she basically says, like, because of that, because I can't get through to you, it just feels better to break up um, and have that as a solution. Which, again, on the one hand, it's like, are you looking for an escape route? Or are you, like, are you... Because at the same time, like if you are looking for the escape route, here it is. But then when he explains things to you, you alas, so I'm very confused by her. Like, how would she have felt? Like, let's turn the the, turn it around. How would she have felt if he hid her from his mother or his or his sister, whatever? She wouldn't feel good about it. So why should he feel good about it? Anyway. Um he explains to her which she already knows this, but maybe isn't quite understanding how he's comparing the two situations. He says the feeling of being hid reminds him of his past relationships where he was also being hid in the same way that Annalise hiding him. In those cases it was cheating. So he they weren't hiding him. <laughs> because of family or whatever, they were hiding in him because they were cheating. So it's a totally different situation, but he's comparing the two. Um and he says it just feels like things are just repeating. She says that she, you know, she is aware of the situation with his past relationships. She does say that I'm not these people, which is fair you're not but you're also not helping by hiding him. She does say, listen, I'm not those people. I don't feel comfortable doing this, but at the same time, I want to make you happy. So in Sarper fashion, I'm going to create a post online and post about you. She, She actually did a post. Sarper did a story that only lasts for 24 hours. So, um, yeah, that's, That's what happened. She does the post and all's good in the world. And now they're going to go to bed. And let's see. They're 59 days without sex. Oh, guess what, guys? That changes now. Because the next scene with them, we can clearly tell that they have done the deed. The expression he uses is, the train pulled into the station and we both got off. Unless she was faking. It's fucking disgusting. It's fucking, ugh. It it gets even more egregious as time goes on. Just him. He's egregious. So he said he's going to show how happy he is with the fact that he's finally had sex. And he gets up and I think he's twerking or sticking his ass up in the air. Like, I'm very confused by what the fuck he's doing here. And I'm like, sir. I literally wrote. My next thought was, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "This is not the reason. This is this. This is not how one gets fucked. You are fucked today. That's probably going to be the last time for another two months. If you're doing sh- listen, no. If no, mm-hmm. like it's one thing to do." cute things to, like, make her laugh or whatever. I think, you know, if you're in a relationship, your significant other will do similar things. But this, it felt very, it felt weird. It just, anyway, she, ran, she runs out of the room because she's like, I don't know you, like, because I would do the same thing. Just, that's your way of showing her how happy you are. Couldn't you just be like give her a kiss or like a hug or like let's do that again? Like, what? I... <sighs> okay. Anyways, let's move on. Um, so we're going cycling. He's rented some that that, that you saw if you saw this, this like bike thing that they both can do. Anna Lee, it says that she really likes San Diego. She would actually like to move to San Diego, but he says like can't afford it. I like mean, moving to a different state—that's not an easy feat. He says they can't af- to afford to do that, and not to mention, what about mom? What about mom? Hmm. I got thoughts on mom later on the next time on, but anyways, do they? Like, what about mom? And Annalisa is like, what about her? What's she going to do? Sleep in another closet? Absolutely not. I agree. Like, anyway, she, they start kind of talking about the wedding because they haven't done a lot of planning. Now I have thoughts with this too. So they start kind of listing off different things that she wants. She wants something that feels like she's home. So the solution for said feeling like your home is to have a person dressed in a guinea pig costume when you have guinea pigs in hot, your home. And then she also would like to have a llama, a real one. And I'm just like, so wait, you're going to have a fucking petting zoo at your wedding? What's happening? So his solution is listen, we on vacation and we we're running out of time. Cause I think they have like less than a month before they have to get married. So because they're on vacation, let's call up Brandy and ask her if she can help with the planning. AKA can you help with the money situation? Because shit's expensive. Why are you calling Brandy, who, from my understanding, has kids and She, but anyways, he says that he is enlisting her help because she has been married three times, divorced three times. So who is a better expert than Brandy? And I said, God damn, I think she is the last person you would ask for any sort of marriage advice because my girl hasn't perfected it yet, (laughs) but okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, okay. So anyway, it's a caller. The first thing that's brought up by Annalee is she would love to have an American bachelorette party. Strippers and all. That's, That's what she wants. Brandy says that she's already been planning something. So cool. Moving on to the next thing. Clayton brings up the guinea pig costumes, the llama or alpaca, and Brandy's like, no, Mm-mm. no, 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 not doing any of that shit. So you have me doing the bachelor party, you have me doing the cake, you have me doing the photographer, and now you want me to do the guinea pig costumes and a llama and or an alpaca? She's like, absolutely fucking no. She's like, I'm done with this conversation. And she hangs up the phone. He then calls her back and she ignored his ass. (laughs) Here's what I'm going to say. Yes, I hear you're on vacation and everything. You went there to meet Cameron. That's great. But you have a fucking wedding to plan. And... You need to then go home and get that shit fig- figured out. You don't... This is the thing. Actually, here's what I'm going to say. You don't need... Or, uh, you know what? Even, you know what? Scratch that. Instead of asking Brandy, why can't you ask Closet Mom to make a call and just inquire? And then when you get home, you can figure out financial and all of that. Why... Why can't you just figure this shit out? Maybe like you should have figured out those details, ironed out those details so that you know what you're doing. And again, Brandy's doing all the important shit. What are you two doing? This man works. Because I feel like the reason he's getting Brandy to do those things is because he financially can't afford it. Like, what are you doing? What are either of you doing? I know her, her. Her for her, it's limited because she's not from there. But point her in the right fucking direction and let her figure it out. You work from home. What are you? I'm so confused. I don't blame Brandy for saying, um, "I draw the line at the animals," because you have me doing all this other shit. Like I don't have an, like, like I don't have a life. Like no, that's stupid. Anyways. That's it for Clayton and Annalie. Let's move on to Sam and Citra. So they're going out because they're going to have one last hurrah before he converts. Now, I don't want to judge, but isn't Citra already Muslim? When you're not supposed to drink or anything, like, I don't care. Have fun. Do what you want to do. Um, I've known Muslims who don't abide by that by any means, but you know, it, it just, whatever, moving on. Meanwhile, as they're waiting for the Uber to come pick them up, Papa Sam is, um, watering his grass or watering the big ass Bigfoot footprints that are on his lawn. And Citra, thanks to the producers, asks him, what do in there? Because the producers are like, what the fuck is this? Hey, yo, one of you two, can you ask about these things? What the fuck are these? Like, you know. So Sam's dad basically says, listen, one night we're in the house. We hear these loud ass footprints. On a roof. The fuck? On the roof. And then they, I guess, jumped off the fucking roof. Like Santa fucking Claus in Santa Claus. Um, and uh, left these footprints on the lawn. I don't have an explanation. I don't think it's fucking Bigfoot. Because trigger warning for those who believe in Bigfoot, that's just not real. But... I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. I'm open <laughs> to my mind being changed. But what the fuck? It's probably something was left on the lawn and it burned out <laughs> in the sun in two different places. Because where's where's, where's the other footprints? So does it vanish after that? Like, where to go? And I don't think Bigfoot is that big. Like, he, he'd have to be real big to make imprints like that. I don't think he's that big. The only other thing I guess could be aliens, but why is the circle so small? Aren't spaceships bigger? I mean, the one that E.T. wrote on was bigger. So I don't know. But then that doesn't explain the footprints on the roof. Listen, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm actually more intrigued by the story than the whole episode pretty much on a whole. Anyway, that's that. The Uber's here. Now they're going to go. To a little bar called Boozers. Now, ain't that the nail on the head? Boozers. Couldn't try a different fucking name. Y'all called it Boozers. Anyways, they're at Boozers. And they're going to go get a drink. And she's never had a drink alcohol before. He says he's not big on drinking, I guess, nowadays. But because I think he, he used to. Um, so he's like, can we have something that's alcohol, but it tastes good? So the bartender's like, okay, so you want something fruity and pretty, thirty, flirty, and thriving? Yes. Um. So they get this this drink. This fruity looking drink looks actually really good. Kind of looks like a Shirley Temple, kind of. Um, kind of. We've. We've had Shirley Temple's at this one place at a, at a restaurant that put, like, the orange in there's not traditionally with an orange, but they have, a, the, like, the orange in there. And um, it kind of had that look to it with some form of alcohol. I'm assuming vodka. But um looked good. I'd have it. And she liked it, so it's great. Then he's teaching her how to play um, golf. Uh, a golf god. Pool teaching her how to play pool golf in a bar. <laughs> That'd be the day. Anyways, they're teaching her how to play pool. Um, you know, they eat some food that's like a shitload of food on this one plate and all that, but they seem to have fun, but she's like, Don't tell my dad about the diversion situation right up front. Um, I think she told her or told him that later, but anyways, yeah, she's, she's like, don't tell my dad about the alcohol. We're going to keep it a secret. So anyway, the next, I don't know if it's the next day, but the next day, let's say it is, um, they're going to be heading to the mosque. Dad, of course, will be there when he converts. I think he's going to be converting in the next few days. Um, Dot has doubts about him taking on a faith because he hasn't really had a faith base prior to his relationship with Citra. As he does say later on, he was an atheist. Um, so he's unsure about how he's going to handle this, but, you know, we'll see how things go. Now that's a fucking response, Mom. You know, not this witchcraft nonsense that you were trying to say. And I believe, I wish you would believe in the same God that I believe in or some shit. And I'm just like, ma'am, ma'am. This was a better response. Even better was dad saying, so when's your dad going to be here? Oh, he's going to be here tomorrow. I really would like to be able to greet him because he doesn't speak a lot of English. So... What does he do? And the brother trying to learn how to say a greeting in Indonesian. That's and he's struggling, he's struggling with it, but he's trying and he's like, I'm gonna keep practicing. I love his dad. His dad's amazing. Aliens, bigfoot and all. He's great. <laughs> um so yes, there are on the way to the mosque and um the guy who greets them his name is jawad and he's cute he's real cute Whew. anyway um he does like the the piece i think it's peace be upon you i think is the what they say it translated in english And he, you're supposed to say something back kind of similar to like the Catholic situation here where you kind of say peace be with you. And also with you, you don't say peace be with you and then say peace be with you. You don't say that you respond with, and also to you or whatever. Um, so it's, he's kind of like not saying the right thing back or whatever he's learning. You know, he's trying and he, it's kind of saying, like, we're, I'm supposed to be converting, we're getting married, our family are Muslims. They're Muslims. Muslim. I think you're trying to drop the S, just Muslim. Um, He says that he knows, like, how Muslims live, but he doesn't really know much else. Have you read the Quran? Like, I think it's accessible to everybody, if you so choose to read it. That's a start. Man, fuck, I think even Kimberly wrote the Quran. Anyways, um, so this is kind of where he says that I was an atheist before I met her. So, what he will be doing when he converts is reciting something called the Shahad, I think is how you say it. Um, so, it's basically kind of just saying that they recognize that Allah is the last prophet, um, I guess therefore, you know, they're God. Um, so I think like that's basically what they're it's supposed to say. Um, so all great my main my main thing is is does Sam believe that? like if you believe perfect, but I feel like he's not doing this because he actually does believe in well, any faith really. Not even just the Islamic faith, just any faith. Um, And then he's doing this for her, but we'll see. Um, Then this is kind of when they start saying, like, oh, her family's going to be here for the wedding and they're going to be here for the conversion and all that. And uh, cute guy, Jod, he says, well, that's good. Because her guardian, aka her father, has to approve Sam even converting to Islam. We missed that. I didn't know like that was a requirement. Now, it's interesting to me because is that the case with everybody? only because like when i think of like Avery, of Avery and Omar, she converted even before she had met Omar. Did she need some sort of approval to do that? We I don't think we've seen okay, yeah, Nicole. Nicole had did have to convert before she got married. Was there an approval process for that too? Like i'm just f- curious. Is that across the board or is that the narrative that the the story is trying to tell us right now? Just to add the the added stressors, I guess, because their storyline is so compressed. So, yeah. Anyways, so we are headed now to go pick up her one of her sisters from the airport from the airport, and then they're going to be going to meet her father and her other sister at the hotel. As they arrived the day prior. So this is where she says that she doesn't want Sam to tell her dad about the diversion right away. She doesn't want him to get kicked in the face. He says that like her sisters are kind of mean girls. They have made him feel worse than any bully he's ever encountered. And I said, that is some shit. They have gone as far as to call him Popeye. Now, I initially laughed because he kind of does look like Popeye. But now what I didn't realize is that I don't know if they're taking cheap shots at the way he looks. In the sense that he can't control that. That that's fucked up. And Sidra really should tell them to stop doing that. But he does say that they really do care about each other, him and the sisters and vice versa. So it's fine. He says that her sisters kind of think that all Americans look like Ryan Gosling. Okay. I understand what you're trying to say, but let's try this again. Guys, Ryan Gosling is Canadian. Okay. Just remember, he's Canadian. He belongs to us. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, same thing. He's Canadian, just saying. That's ours too. That hotness came from my country, <laughs> but it's not the first time we've seen like someone comparing American men or whatever to people who do not to live or or not so much live. Were never born in that country we saw that with Mary, Mary and Brandon, where she's like, he, you know, American guy, he like kind of has like the Harry Potter look and he looks like Justin Bieber. And I'm like, neither of these people are born in America. One's Canadian and the other one's British. Like, Anyways. So, um, her, her sister apparently took a laxative while on the plane and made her poop, and uh, now she's bloated. and she's like, I'm so proud of her that she pooped on the airplane, I couldn't do that, and I'm like, me neither, good for she, anyway, um, so she kind of just reiterates that until they are married, her dad has the final say and everything, so they get there, dad hugs him so affectionately, it's so sweet, and um. Again, trying to do the the greeting and he's butchering it, but he's trying. That's all that matters. And he's like, I'm ready to explore Kansas City. The hotel is boring. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's ready to just get out of the hotel. And Sam says that to her father that you know he is ready to, to do the conversion to Islam. And he does say that Muslims are some of the nicest people, which I've heard that I mean I can also attest the Muslims that I have come across except for those that I have had um sexual relations with initially are nice and then they're just not so much. But um the friends, the friendships I've had with Islamic people are amazing. On full disclosure, my therapist um, is also Muslim as well, and she's the nicest person. So I definitely heard that, and she. So he says like they're some of the nicest people, and he is hoping that converting to Islam will. Give him the peace he's never had. I hope for that. And I think a lot of people have the hope that a faith will help them through difficult times like addiction, but that's, that's just one step into staying sober. There's so much more that needs to be, that needs to happen so I hope he's doing that work as well, and that the faith part of it will complement what he's already doing. If he's only relying on the faith, it's not going to work. And that, in my honest opinion. So he says that um, he will, of course, give her a great life, and he will die trying. I says, you know what? You're a stand up guy for the most part. Actually, I I really do like him. I was concerned that he would be problematic. Turns out his mom's problematic. He's perfectly fine. (laughs) Anyway, that's it for Sam and Citra. Let's finish up with Jasmine and Gino. So there's not a whole lot with them, although we'll, we'll get to it. But So he's doing this romantic dinner for her. Because he's like, I was told I have to make up for the bachelor party that I did not tell her about, so this is my way of doing it. Hold on to that. So he is trying to show her that he is her Romeo Bonito. Okay. So the surprise has made her speechless. She didn't know about it. She's completely speechless. She has no words. and. She says, usually the only surprises I get from Gino are the ones he leaves in the toilet because he forgets to flush. This guy's disgusting. Men are disgusting. Men are gross. Anyway. <laughs> um, So they're about to like sit down and she's like getting herself ready to get into the chair. He's like, oh, what am I doing? And he goes back and he like pulls a chair out and she goes to sit down. And she's like, okay. <laughs> um so she says to fuck's sakes, she says to him, Listen, I never dreamed of the man of that the man of my dreams would be someone like you. <laughs> and he's like, What do you mean, someone like me? Someone that I used to know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um and she's like, you know, usually I'm into guys who are more muscular. I swear to God, she said financially wealthy too. Um, but anyways, she's like, I'm usually at loose the guys that are more muscular. Like the guy I dated before you, Dane Dan, ma'am, ma'am. When you have a fucking secret, you still haven't told your future husband that involves Dane Dan. And we just found out you went on a fucking date let's just call it what it is on a valentine's day before you left dane dan is the wrong fucking person to talk about but yeah here we are let's talk about dane dan so (laughs) gino is like gross i'm way better looking than him he has wrinkles and shit (laughs) Uh Uh Gino, no! <laughs> it was so mean. He has wrinkles and shit. Um, she said, "No, that's the kind of guy I'm usually into." I swear to God, she also said that he has like blonde hair when Gino has like a patch of hair. <laughs> anyway, um, she uh, she says that um. But this just proves that this is true love. And she says that I am the luckiest girl. And I need to learn from you. Because I'm lot. And his response? Yeah, you're really a bitch. (laughs) And she says that she wants to do better. When it comes to his family as well. Then all of a sudden my guy just starts bursting into tears. And Jasmine is like, what is going on? Why are you crying? So then we come back um, to them and he's still crying. She's like, Gina, what is going on? Why are you crying? And he says, it means a lot to me that you're willing to, to try with my family. And she says, I didn't realize how much this was hurting you. And he's like, but you're willing to try. And she says, yes. And she, um, I think he starts crying more after that too and she gets up and she hugs him and she says I'm sorry is this this there was someone else who apologized and I was f- f- flabbergasted oh yeah no Natalie what is going on with the women on this show first Natalie apologizes now Jasmine's apologizing what fucking Twilight Zone did I enter into what is happening? But, um, then he all of a sudden gets up he comes back with his gift bag and he is uh, popping the question again with a new ring that this time it is a diamond. And he proposes to her in Spanish. So, um, I did think this was really important really cute. And I was like, oh, it's going to get ruined. Um, and they say, cheers to a wonderful weekend. Now they're going to go have sex, lots and lots of sex. Maybe she'll pee on him again. We don't know. Anyway, let's go to the next day when everything comes crashing down. So they're packing to go back to Michigan And she says, don't forget your hats. And he's like, of course not. They're the most important thing in my bag. (laughs) And she says that she wants to come clean. And she tells Gino, we're doing so well, you know, and I want to keep that going. And this new Jasmine needs to confess. And he's like, what? (laughs) Hmm. confess, you know, we're we're just all over here kind of being like, you know, freaking Hamilton. And for those who've watched Hamilton, Thomas Jefferson and got James Madison and Burr kind of being like, confess, we're all leaning in. So she says, (laughs) so, you know, the surgery, he's like, what surgery? My butt. Only mean the one I didn't know about, Gino. The cheap shot wasn't needed. Anyways, yes, that one. And she's like, okay, well, I had $8,000. Four from you for the dress. Four of my own that I saved away. But I still needed $2,000. So I asked Dane Dam for the other $2,000 that was supposed to be a loan. And when I went to go pay him back after, he told me, It's a gift. It's a wedding gift. So it's no longer alone. So he says, why does Dane Dan always pop up? Why do you continuously go and talk to Dane Dan? And she's like, he's my friend. He's like, yeah, but this is also the person that if you remember from last season of uh, B90, this was the same person who you yelled about fucking before I came here and saying that he fucks you better at all this nonsense. So, yeah, he has a fucking point about that one. So, she says that, you know, it's, um, the wedding gift, it's be for both of them, she's like, you're the one who's going to enjoy my butt, or I think I think she said "fuck my butt," but I'm not sure if she said "fuck" or "lick" or any of the, the above. I don't know. And she's like, "You're the one that's going to enjoy it. He's not going to enjoy it." And like, whatever. And I'm like, "But the the problem here is it's Dane Dan that gave you money, when you know that Dane Dan is a so uh, not great." <laughs> So then he says, all right, well, we got to go. I don't want to hear any more about this today. And he's like, "He just had to go and ruin a great weekend. And we had all this momentum and now it's gone. And is it ever? But that is it for Gino and Jasmine. And that's pretty much it for the episode. So let's go through the next time on. So Sophie isn't mad enough for Claire. <laughs> and he doesn't feel like they are on the same team. Did, no, from either of you. Justin Igor and Nikki are going horseback riding, and it's just completely awkward. Manuel does not want to adapt to Ashley's culture of spending too much. Um Satra's dad is meeting Sam's family, and he's gonna be telling him about the diversion. And uh, her father, whose name is Herman, by the way, does say that if he does end up in prison, that he will bring Satra back to Indonesia. Which clearly, that doesn't happen because, spoiler alert, they're clearly married because isn't her sister marrying her brother or is already married to her brother? Anyways, or his brother, I mean. Um. So yeah, there's there's that. And um, Emily, according to... Uh, Clayton's mom. She better cook some American food, like, at least once a week. Where the cheeseburger's at? Bitch. If you want a fucking cheeseburger, go to Checkers or wherever the fuck you guys have in the States. Sonic. I would, I would, I would try some Sonic. But anyways, there are options for you to get a fucking cheeseburger than having her cook you a cheese fucking burger. Where, ma'am? Where? Where? I'm going to be happy she ain't cooking those fucking guinea pigs. Anyways. But um, then she also says that, and he kind of aches us on too, that she's not trying to learn English. Yes, yeah, she can understand every fucking word they were saying. And I said, bring it on because she going to be pissed if she's not already. So, um, then Jasmine and Gino are fighting while she is holding a knife. Gino, abort. She's going to kill you. (laughs) And then she says, I wish I fucked Dane Dan before I came. And that's the problem. You keep using Dane Dan as a weapon against your future husband, and it's not good. But anyway, that is it for 90 Day OG. So if you like what you heard, please... Share this podcast with everyone in your life. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Those five-star reviews will be right on the podcast. Um and don't forget to like, follow, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by going to Facebook or Instagram at realityt times2, TikTok, Twitter. And Reddit at Reality T times two pod. We also have our email. You can email us at realityt times two at hotmail.com. And we have our website, which is solo.to forward slash reality T times two. And don't forget, I have my other podcast with my friend Mikel called Next Take Podcast, where we talk about all kinds of different things, all types of different topics. Um, and, uh, you can find that podcast by going to either our website at solo.to forward slash next take podcast, or you can also go to YouTube, which is next take podcast as well. But all of this information will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.